0: Thank you Lord Jesus, I don't know if somebody turned the heat up extra today, or I think God's just moving. <laughs> you're in a vest though. Anybody cold? Raise your hand if you're cold. you cold? I'm gonna turn this down just a bit. We'll cap it where it's at. Jesus, I just thank you. I lift you up. I thank you for your presence, God. Thank you for being so precious here with us, loving your people. Thank you for your love, God. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for willing hearts, Father, in Jesus' name. This is a book by Smith Wigglesworth, well, it's not by Smith Wigglesworth, but it's in a way you could say it is. It's called Wigglesworth on the Anointing. And uh, I actually just found it in pastor's office. And I've read a few of books about Smith Wigglesworth. Raise your hand if you've heard of Smith Wigglesworth. A few of you. He, he was a man who lived quite some time ago. Um, he was a plumber. Ordinary plumber that loved Jesus, had a huge speech impediment, couldn't hardly talk without stammering. And uh, his wife was actually um, more open and charismatic, could speak and stuff. So the Lord started moving on Smith's heart and was telling him things that he didn't understand about how he wanted to move through him. And whatnot, and Smith, you know, loving the Lord and being obedient. I I think his wife preached for a while, (laughs) because Smith got the call and he couldn't. He didn't feel like he could do it because he couldn't do it without stammering. He couldn't talk to people. Had a really hard time. He was a layman, you know. (laughs) Very similar, and uh, so his wife would speak for a while, but the Lord. The Lord told Smith, I called you to do this. And one day, the Lord loosed his tongue. And he was able to speak from that moment on. But he, had, he was filled with the Holy Spirit at that time. Like All these things happened. And it just kind of unlocked something in him. And the anointing started falling on him. And he would pray for people... And he's actually kind of famous for being a little aggressive with his prayer. A person would have a tumor in their stomach or something like that, and he would literally punch as he prayed in the name of Jesus. Good luck with that these days. But, I've seen it happen. Um, And they'd get healed. If he was just going around punching people, that could have been a problem. (laughs) that he was so fervently against sin and the devil and disease coming against the people of God that he would get aggressive. And and that was obviously what the Lord had anointed in him. And so people, thousands, thousands of people got healed because Smith was obedient to God. And there's a lot to his story. And there's some stuff I agree with and there's some stuff I don't 100% agree with. Because we're all on a different path of learning from the Lord and we're all human. But something the man understood very well was the anointing of God. And I want to read you a couple of things out of this book at the end. You know, when you really want to know what's, what, what a book's going to be about, just read the end. Just figure it out. Okay, this is going to be good. I think I'll read it now. This first one's called The Breath of the Spirit, and he had a funny way of talking, because he was actually from London, I believe, no, I don't know, I don't think, I don't remember. Somewhere in England. I would like to speak for a few moments on the breath of the Spirit, because I see that the Holy Spirit came as a breath, or as the moving of a mighty wind, as in Acts 2.2. I see so much divine appointment in this for humanity. In this great thought, the Holy Spirit fills the life, fills the life by breath. This profet- prophetic position is wonderful. Whom did you hear speak? You say, I heard Mr. Wigglesworth and Mr. Carter. Yes, that is what we say, but behind it all, you will find that when the speaker is under the control of the Holy Spirit, language is breath, the breath of the Spirit. When you are filled with the breath of the Spirit, the breath of God, the holy fire and the word, it is Christ within you. Life is given. He who hears my word and believes in him who s- sent me has everlasting life. John 5:24. We need the Spirit so that we may be filled with prophetic power in order to bring forth life for the needs of the people. This is life. I am perceiving that I must be in this order. Let me give you one or two additional points. And he says, uh, there's some more stuff, but I want you to understand that as we walk in the Spirit, when we are filled with the Spirit, when we walk in Him, He brings the Spirit's fire, He brings the Word of God, He brings the breath of God in us. Every day, we are called to have an answer for any man, for the faith that's within us. there's people out there that are going to ask you questions. Or they're going to have something to say to you. And if you'll let God do this breath, speak His breath through you, you can bring life to other people. And I know that you are. If you're not, It's available. But we have words of life to speak. If you listen to the news, and God, I pray that you don't have to. I pray you don't have to listen to the news. If you you are someone who likes to listen to the news and find out what's going on, that's, that's fine. But if you listen to it for long enough, it starts to set the tone for your life a little bit starts to shake up what you what you understand because you see all the grief, all the darkness that's going on in the world. And you might say, "Well, I need to know what's going on in the world." You're right. And there's probably sources where you can find some good, clean, just news without opinion. But if you're listening to the voice of the world, you're going to be heartbroken. It's going to it can affect and change your mood. <laughs> bring fear. But we are called to be bringers of light. We are called to breathe out the breath of God. And His very nature, the Holy Spirit's very nature is the pneuma. The breath of God. We are able as Christians who are alive in Him. To speak words of life to other people that encourage, because there's so much darkness, there's so many words out there that are pulling away at people's, creating fear inside of them, creating anger and hatred and drawing divisions amongst people, setting people apart, even churches, It, it happens everywhere, there's division. But we are called to bring life. We're called to speak a good word. We're called to bring encouragement. We're called to be encouragers. Um the name Barnabas means brother of encouragement or yeah. We're all called to lift others up with the very words of God that we have. Do you know a word of knowledge is literally knowing something about somebody that you don't actually know, that the Holy Spirit has given you? Like, you know, you might know somebody's an artist and see something about them and, t- and encourage them in that. But anytime you lift up the name of Jesus and encourage someone, anytime you encourage someone with the with God, bring an encouragement, lift them up. You are speaking prophecy into their life. And what I mean by that is, prophecy is nothing other than the voice of God. It's what God is speaking through you. You're calling out something you see in somebody and lifting that thing up. I, I see this picture of you got a, you know, you got a big excavation crew, and they're in there, and they're digging with their shovels, pulling out dirt and earth out of a mountain. And out of that mountain, they're looking for gold. And what the, pro- the, the power of prophecy and whatnot, the voice of God speaking through you, is literally they're pulling all that out and sifting through it, and you're the guy that runs up there and digs through the dirt a little bit, gets that moved out of the way, and grabs that nugget of gold... And washes it off and says, look, I've found gold. It's time to dig for all the goodness of, the, of this gold. Well, what we're doing is we're going up to each other and we're digging for the gold in the soil. We're all made of dirt. but There's gold inside of you. And there's gold inside of other people. And through the power of the word of God living and active, living and active inside of us, we now have the ability to reach out and grab the gold in someone else. Every time we use that gift in our flesh, we come with a cutting tongue that's not doing what the Spirit does, which is the dividing of, you know, soul and spirit. We're literally coming to attack each other with the sword of God we've been given. You know, taking truth without love. But we have the ability to take that truth, that sword truth, and get really to the heart of a matter, to touch someone else's heart. Your very, your words, your words count for a lot. Let the breath of God come out. You know, but we have to walk in the Spirit. Now, this is uh, These are a couple of testimonies from Smith Wigglesworth that I just I want to read. Because I feel like this this is an encouragement of what God is capable of. At a certain meeting, I said, There is a man in this meeting who is suffering. Should I preach before I help this man, or would you like to see this person free before I commence? This man was a stranger and did not know who I was speaking about. There he was, with cancer on his face and full of pain, and I asked, Is it right for me to preach, or should I heal this man? I saw what was the right thing, and I went down off the platform and placed my hands on him in the name of Jesus." What happened next was because of what the word said. That man knew nothing of healing, but in a moment he was able to stand up and he said, I have been in pain for 12 years. Something has happened to me. That night he gave himself to God and he testified night after night that he was completely cured. What happened? God ministered through my daring to believe his word. There are cases all around you. And what a story you would have to tell next year if only you would take a stand on the word of God from now on. That shook me a little bit this morning. A lot, actually. That shook me a lot this morning. (laughs) A woman brought her husband to me and said, I want you to help my husband, I said. Well, I will, she said. He has too many ailments to tell you of. I said to those present at the meeting, there is a man who, here who is so full of pains and weakness that I am going to pray for him on the authority of God's word. And tomorrow night, I'm going to ask him to come back and tell you what God has done for him. And I placed my hand on him in the name of Jesus. The next night, this man came walking straight and he said, Will you let me speak to these people tonight? For forty years I have had ulcers and running sores. And today is the first day that my clothes have been dry. And now I am a new man. Brothers and sisters, this is declared in the word. And wonderful things happen. Alright. A couple more. I had been speaking about divine healing. Six seats from the rear was a man with a boy. And he lifted him up when I had finished. The boy was held together with irons. And his head, loins, and shoulders were bandaged. The father handed him over to me. He put the irons down with the boy standing in them. I have never known what there is in the laying on of hands. But let me give you a description of what happened. This boy was about nine years of age. After I had laid hands on him in the name of Jesus, there was perfect silence. When suddenly this boy cried out, Dad, it's going all over me. And I said, take the irons off. Perhaps you might say that this is our power. No, it is his power. No, it is the father you have received. Do we dare to be still and to be quiet? The stones would cry out if we did. Sometimes I go in for what they call wholesale healings. My son and and daughters are here and they can declare that they have seen 100 people healed without the touch of a hand. I believe there are to be wholesale baptisms of the Holy Spirit. And that's basically, I can stand up here and say something over the crowd, and the crowd starts having baptisms of the Holy Spirit and healings and whatnot. One, this is another one. One day God told me something at a place called Stravenger in Norway. I said to my interpreter, we are both very tired. Will we, rest? we will rest until 4 p.m. today. I can never forget the sight when we returned from being out. This story has just occurred to me. May God cause you to hear this. There is a hearing of faith, a much higher faith. May the Lord cause us to hear this. We had been out for a short time, and I will never forget the sight as we came back into the street. The street was filled with all kinds of wheelchairs. We went up along the, up to the house, and the house was filled with people, and the woman, the woman there said, What can we do? The house is filled. What are we to do? So I pulled off my coat and I got down to business. My brothers and sisters, you ought to have been there. The power of God came like a cloud and people were healed on every side. God healed all the people. This is what I have to tell you. We had sat down for a little refresher before the meeting and the telephone rang. The pastor went to the telephone and those on the other end of the line said, what can we do? The great town hall is packed. Come down as soon as you can. This is what I mean by the hearing of faith. I declare that the place was so packed that the people could not have fallen down if they wanted to. I never saw a place so packed. I began to preach, and when I was preaching, the voice came from the Lord, Ask, and I will give you every soul. The voice came again, Ask, and I will give you every soul. I dared to ask, give me every soul. And a breath came like a rushing of a wind, a mighty wind, and it shook everyone and fell on everyone. I have never seen anything like it. I'm hoping to see this in London. Is there anything too hard for God? Can God not begin to do these things? Will we let him? I know it might be a difficult thing. Is it not possible to have a consecration today? Who will begin today? Who will begin to act in the power of the Holy Spirit? I'm telling you, there is so much available for us. If you've ever felt gypped, gypped or like God didn't want to move through you for some reason or you ever felt like some kind of block, like God doesn't move through me that way, I got to tell you, let that thing go. God is for you, not against you. He loves people and he loves you. He wants to make you every whit whole. And he wants to do the same thing for others. The power of the Holy Spirit is for the redeeming, the redemption of every man, woman, and child. He wants to heal your mind. He wants to heal your soul. And sometimes he's got to heal our minds because we think a lot of erroneous things. We think, ah. Oh, God doesn't care for me. God doesn't doesn't want to move through me like that. God doesn't want me to have a gift of the Spirit or the gift of the Holy Spirit, I should say. Sorry. He wants you. And He wants to fill you with His presence. And He also wants to baptize you in His Holy Spirit. He also wants you to be made whole here and here, your, your mind and your heart. So that he can move in you and with you, and you can do the work of God. God has a healing for every one of you. He wants to heal your mind, He wants to heal your soul, your very emotions, He wants to heal your body, your body chemistry. The things that are inside of us, the ailments. He wants to do a lot of things. And he will. Because he's a loving father. And we also must come to the table and say, I want that. And take it. Not because we're greedy. But because our father gives liberally to those who ask. You want wisdom? Do you know what wisdom is? It's clarity for today. Today. It's clarity to see the path before you. It's clarity to see what decisions you should make. Ask of the Lord and He will give liberally. Do you want to have joy in your life? Are you tired of darkness pulling you down and depression trying to pull away, steal away at your joy and your happiness? Right? God has joy for you. He can heal what's breaking your heart. He wants to give you so much more abundance in your life. He wants to unlock his flow, his presence through you, and make you whole. Today is a day that you get to choose to accept that. So is tomorrow, unless he comes. Every day is a day to choose. Every moment is the the time. It's the time. The now is time. Now it is time. Choose the Lord. Accept what he has for you. There's more. There's more. There's a shaking that wants to begin inside of you. There's an earthquake that wants to start inside of you where the Lord is shaking the pillars of everything you understand and everything you believe to open you up to his spirit's fire moving through you to touch someone else and to completely change the way they think because all of a sudden their body is on fire with the presence of God and they get healed or anointed or their mouth starts to speak in tongues or their lives begin to change and they just weep. That's inside of you. The very seeds of life are inside of you to change someone else's life and heart. We are all, every one of us, ministers of the Lord because we are His children. We are the ones that get to experience heaven on earth. We are the very conduits of God. I I can't emphasize this enough. We have life living inside of us. We are His and we are alive. And there's so much... To give, there's roughly two thousand people in this town. How many people in this town do you know? Do any of them need what God has? You've got it. I've got it. I got to step up my game. I really do. I'm afraid. I. I confession time, I'm afraid to step out. I actually heard this from, so Derek Carr is uh, the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, and he's a man who loves Jesus, absolutely loves Jesus, and he's a bold man for Christ, because he's kind of like me, kind of shy, kind of reserved. Well, he used to be shy and reserved. But had this sense of insecurity, right? Like a lot of us, well, probably all of us, right? We have something holding us back, maybe fear, you know? But he's a bold man, and I say that not because he was born with a natural boldness to walk out and just do stuff like an evangelist. You know, a lot of evangelists, they're born with the natural ability to just walk up to people and just, we're all instant friends and you're going to heaven now. But not all of us, not all of us were born that way. But this man said, I quake every time. I hate doing it every single time. But I get up from the table at the restaurant and I step over into someone else's life and I share the love of God. Not because it was easy. (laughs) And I could only imagine, now that he's a famous quarterback, that it's even that much more difficult because it's like, ah, it's Derek Carr. You know? It's Derek Carr. Starstruck. Wait, wait. My two worlds are colliding. My star struck, and you're telling me about what? Jesus? Huh? Football. No, Jesus? Okay. Can I get your autograph? You want to tell me about Jesus? You know, we have this life to live, to share the very love of God, the very presence of God. Somebody needs healing. Somebody needs a miracle. Somebody needs the love God has for them. In fact, there's people in this room right now amongst you, that needs a miracle or an encouragement or a healing sign, a wonder. You need something from the Lord. Maybe you just need to know that you are loved. Maybe you just need to know that there's a lion living inside of you that wants to speak through you. Maybe some of you just need the fire of God to come and just excite your life, set you on fire, bring more abundance. Sorry I don't have much of a sermon today. (laughs) But right now, I think there's something more important than me standing up here and continuing to talk. And that thing is that you need to come to the table the altar the table we need to find that thing we need from God if you want prayer today I want you to come fill the pews the altars whatever it is I'm asking you to be bold I'm asking you to take a step that you don't wanna take I'm asking you to be like Derek Carr and get up from the table and come to the Lord, where the Lord has drawn you. I am asking you to be uncomfortable and let the Holy Spirit break the awkwardness to be your comforter. I'm asking you to want him and to come.